You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. <laughs> hey, everybody. Before we get started in our next level podcast, I wanted to let you know that we just released our brand new ebook, and it's all about coaching, about how do you select the right coach. For some of you, been very interested in getting a good coach, and it's great to get a good coach, but the right coach for the right situation. So go check it out. It's a free ebook on McIntyre on themichaelmcintyre.com themichaelmcintyre.com and check it out. It's free. Download it for yourself. It's under books and you're going to enjoy it. Thank you. This is the Next Level Podcast, a place for business leaders, entrepreneurs, and dreamers to be empowered for an abundant kingdom life. Here's your host, Michael McIntyre. Welcome, everybody. This is Michael McIntyre for another Next Level podcast. And let me just tell you this. We are definitely taking this to the next level because I've got a power couple on here. Yeah, baby, I like power couples. Not only are they amazing, they're beautiful, they're smart, they're educated, and they're fearless. <laughs> and so I want to give you a quick background on these two. Uh, Allie uh, Boutros, uh, she started college at 15 years old, ambitious much. <laughs> and uh, Allie, uh, she felt drawn to the career where she could help empower others to live their best lives. So she completed two master's degrees in psychology, Rosemead School of Psychology, Biola University, Pepperdine University. What a slacker. And we'll, <laughs> we'll, be, competing, we'll be completing her doctorate in 2020. Dude, off the chart. She has nearly a decade of experience in the field of mental health, including working in treatment of centers for children and teens. What an amazing career so far. Uh, it's just amazing. What, one, the last thing on her bio here, which I love this, uh, Ellie enjoys teaching, speaking, and writing as means to communicate a power balance, powerful balance of spiritual and practical wisdom. That's incredible. Now, let me just tell you about our slacker husband here. Uh, Jeremy, <laughs> Jeremy Boutros, another amazing guy. After graduating from Bethel School of Ministry, rock on Bethel, uh, Jeremy has been working with the itinerant ministries, speakers, and churches for the last decade. He's had the privilege to work for profits and not-for-profits. I want to dive into that. Uh, supporting their product development and strategic growth. In addition to his work in ministry, he enjoys investing and currently part owner in a small investing company. Want to hear more about that, bro. Um, he has a passion for writing and has authored several other books, including Praying Through the Seven Mountains, Transcending Men Mindsets, and I understand that you are one tremendous ghostwriter too, Jeremy. <laughs> Is that right? So welcome That's to right. the Next Level Podcast, Allie hey, and thanks Jeremy. For Thank us. you. Uh, thank you so much. Yes. It's such a privilege to be here. We're so excited today. Well, you, well thank you. Uh, you know, having having Jeremy and Ali Boutros on here is a big score for McIntyre. Let me just tell you that. Uh, <laughs> one of the things that I wanted to ask you guys, because you guys, first of all, how long have you been married? A little over two years. Yeah. Over two years? Mm -hmm. But who's counting, right? So two and a half. <laughs> two and a well, half. we had a couple different weddings. And so we're always like having anniversaries every few months because we did like a really private one. And then we did like a bigger celebration. And so 
I got you. you know? I got yeah, we you. got a couple different celebration dates. We love to confuse. It's really fun for us because it splits up the year. And yeah. We're always celebrating something. Yeah, no, that's good. That's great. So I noticed one of the things that really, uh, Stacey and I were looking over y'all's bio and watching some of your YouTubes and stalking you guys a little bit. <laughs> what, what, I, what I see that you guys have is like a passion for marriage counseling or marriage um, interaction and practicality mm-hmm. in that. Where did that derive from? That's actually a really good question. Our backbone of our uh, thought life and our experience is uh, pursuing God, connecting with him on a spiritual basis, but we are driven for the practical approach, giving people tools and skill sets. And so, um, Ali, do you want to jump on to how you kind of jumped into the practical and spiritual process. Yeah, for me, I just saw so, cause I worked with couples and counseling, right? And I saw so many people really struggling with the practical. They may say, I, you know, I know I should love my spouse and I know um, I wanna, you know, keep my love on and keep connection. But then there was kind of a void of practical steps for how to do that, practical steps for walking that out in small choices and small bite-sized pieces, really that could be um, manageable to create sustained change. And really it is about leveling up that marriage. Like Mm. everybody has, um, when they're married, they have this, this initial drive to like, I want to make this better, but how do we sustain that and grow that? Mm -hmm. And how can your spouse become your multiplication factor? And how can you be their multiplication factor to take what God has put in them and just explode it? And we've seen that in our own life. And so we really just are passionate to give that away to other people. I love that. The multiplication factor. I love that. Yeah, we traveled a, a ton and uh, there was a particular moment where it was coming down an elevator. I don't remember what city we were in because we did, you know, back to back daily tours and stuff. And I was thinking through the love languages that Gary Chapman so wonderfully mm-hmm. wrote about the five love languages. And I asked myself this time, any, any, anybody that says there's a number to something, uh, I always challenge it because I'm like, okay, I, we're going to perfect this model. There's going to be something better there. And I know they packaged five in because they, they did a wonderful job with that book. But I asked myself, uh, is there more than five? And what is a love language? And I realized that love languages are not only assets, but they're also liabilities. Um, mm. it's, it's really more of a motivator than it is uh, something that, that is a language per se. So if we understand the motivations, then we understand why behaviors actually happen. Therefore, we can predict outcomes. And so in relationships, uh, it's all about behavior, what kind of behaviors being emitted and what, what kind of relationship are you having based on the success of those behaviors. Mm-hmm. And so we looked at that this is a, as a holistic kind of approach and realized there's 60 different motivators that drive human behavior in relationships. And and our, our heart is, is to educate people in these different kinds of motivations uh, on our platform and, and walk them through the hierarchy of importance so okay. that they can reorganize those motivations, therefore change the outcomes and hopefully change, uh, change their relationships altogether. It's good, Jeremy. I love that. You know, one of the things that uh, Stacey and I were writing down here, some notes uh, for, you know, because we, we've been only married 35 years. And so we're, <laughs> we're still learning. But uh, I love, I love, I love your enthusiasm for this marriage because I really think it's, and, and you two are both millennials, right? And you guys, you know, I mean, 
uh, ish, you know. <laughs> you, are, you look like yeah. it anyway. <laughs> and so, uh, and you guys have got a huge ministry and a huge business tree and doing all these things, which, and you know, which we'll get into. But uh, I love the fact that you guys respect each other's giftings. Mm-hmm. And I think in marriage, it's really important, you know, that, that there's a cool commercial out there right now that shows this guy getting a tattoo, you know, and he's asking about it and he goes, stay in your lane, bro, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and I think in marriage, and I want you guys to elaborate on this. I know, you know, you have to stay in your lane, right? And, mm-hmm. and, and respect one another's gifts. And right. like you're saying too, Allie, to multiply that gifting and mm-hmm. to, to help God breathe on that gifting and to, to do that. So how do you, how do you stay in your own lane in that, in those giftings? Cause I know, you know, when you're, when you're so close and in the way you guys work and I've ran into you guys all over the world, it seems like, yeah. uh, you guys are always doing stuff. So how, how does that division or respect in that gifting in that lane work for you all? I think it comes from a place of genuine just respect and admiration for the other person's gift. Mm. And really that's a heart posture, right? I can posture my heart to view his gifting as competitive. You know, when I first met him, I do cognitive assessments, right? I do assessments to tell people what their IQ is as part of my training in psychology. So I would play this game where I'd like try and figure out just through a conversation, like, where's this person at? And I met him and I was like, wow, I have not met someone whose mind works the way that your mind works. And to me, I was like, I found someone smarter than me. And that was my goal. You know what I mean? I'm like, if you could do that in marriage, then you're winning. Um, And so to really come in with the heart of what is good and true and the best things that I can see in this person. And how can I, through my words, through my affirmation, through my actions, elevate that in them. And then if there's things that I'm challenged with or things that are frustrating or moments where I feel competitive, what can I do to resolve that and steps I can take to move through that so that I really can help a person. You know, the the studies really show that positivity creates better outcomes Mm -hmm. than, than negativity. Oh, across the board. And that's in the way that we talk to ourselves. That's Mm -hmm. in the way we deal with other people. When we come in with that positivity and that affirmation, we actually get tangible, better results. And so in our marriage, why would we not want that? Right. Why would we not want to bring as much positivity to create that tangible outcome? And there's many steps to that, but I think that's the approach is, is to say, I'm going to really respect what he has. And he has gifts in strategy and theology and, the the amazing thing is that I know that those aren't my gifts, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> and I need his giftings to create a better a whole picture, just like we're the body of Christ as a marriage, we can come together and really create something bigger and better than individually. And then I know my strengths are in psychology and connecting with people and, and um, empathy and compassion and those things. And not that he doesn't have any of those, but that as we come together with those unique gifts and honor the uniqueness, we actually create something that's, that's far better. And so we really love to support each other in those. I was the one that initially told Jeremy, you know, you need to get into consulting back when we were dating. I was like, you need to start consulting. You got to do that because your strategy and your, um, your ideas are so powerful and potent. And lo and behold, here we are years later. Mm-hmm. And I love that and support that. And I know I'm not necessarily There's that gift. There's <laughs> a biblical mandate that I've been living by for the last 10 years. And it's watching every person walk by Jesus and not knowing who he is. Mm. And, and, 
that uh, actually transpires and transcends into every other thing in life uh, for us, which is not missing a moment of visitation that we have with people. And uh, for me, I'm able to tap into uh, the, the potential and the purpose within an individual that I'm working with or I'm alongside and identify the gifts and the strengths and the thing that, that is, that's really supposed to make them come alive, the thing they're supposed to unlock in their life. And, and Ali mentioned the consulting piece, and I help people kind of do that in ways where I'm pulling resources out of them creating resources with them and establishing businesses around them wow. by that simple basis of identifying who they are. And, and we do that mm-hmm. in our marriage. Mm-hmm. And, and so when, when I see Allie, um, I look at not only the love that I have for her, but we were, we were also married for, for a purpose and, mm-hmm. and, and for what we, That's what good. we can actually create together. And so we're married for love and for purpose, which I, I think that. is, you know, it's, it, it really comes back to the multiplication factor that's sp- talked about in b- biblical basis. I love that. Well, one of, you know, as you guys are discussing this, what I love is that you, you see each other's giftings and you support that, you know, and so often, you know, station, I've done a lot of counseling, you know, with marriages and, you know, pre-marriages, which I think pre-marriage counseling is a waste, but <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I, I totally yeah. feel you on that. There's yeah, there's a, <laughs> you know, I just, limited research on that for yeah. sure. <laughs> well, it's just, you know, it's kind of like, you know, you've got to experience stuff, you know, if, right. You know, you can t- tell somebody, how to drive a car until you know you you turn blue in the face but until they sit in that car and you know drive it they're not going to experience it and i think marriage is somewhat the same way you know it's because you know it's all you know fun and games until it's not (laughs) and so uh which is good so uh with with that because jeremy you you i know and i want to share some of the stuff that i know about you you know and i know there's a lot more i don't know about you but one of the things that you seem to me is and what i love that ali said i found somebody smarter than me and because ali you're a brainiac (laughs) i mean you are brilliant i mean your resume just is incredible Um, it looks okay on paper you know that's all i've managed to fool people to this point i get it oh you're doing a great job but but jeremy you're an analyzer yes Mm -hmm. i mean you could you're really you get into the analytical a lot and look at things and that's how you help counsel people and and consult with people to pull those things out maybe the things that they don't see right mm-hmm. Be, you mm-hmm. know the, the, hence the word blind spots you know people i mm-hmm. talk to people and i'm sure you have too and they say oh no man i, I know all my blind spots bro <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's impossible just in the saying that's of true. it right that's so, right so how so when you're in there in consulting with people jeremy what is it that you look for you know and i know that you guys operate in the holy spirit i know you guys mm-hmm. do that but what is it that really helps you a lot in that process of consulting to pull those gems to pull that diamonds out of those individuals or that company. I'm going to use a biblical reference to kind of establish my point because that's that's the framework of how I think often. Uh, but I love that question. Uh, the scripture is multidimensional, and Jesus is multidimensional, and so He was yesterday, today, and forever present in the same moment. You know, all at the same time. He wasn't just saying that as a fun thing. He actually was present in yesterday, today, and forever. I love that. And um, there's a biblical mandate in the Old Testament of God speaking and saying, I'm going to set forth the precedence of my pattern in my holy mountain mm. and let everything else transpire from this. And it was the blueprint that he gave. And 
within that, there's been a blueprint set a precedence, not only for our life and how we're supposed to live, but for each individual person, there's a wireframe and a blueprint that's available. And I think in a divine way with discernment, we can, we can utilize the gifts that God's given us uh, with EQ, uh, advanced EQ, and actually developing our emotional intellect along with our, our intelligence. We can then use relational processes and get to the heart of a person with God and actually unlock who they are as a, as a potential person and what they can create. And I look at a person and um, one of my, one of the only movies I ever bought when I was a kid was Beautiful Mind. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and I watch a movie like The Matrix or Beautiful Mind, or I'm watching, you know, Tom Cruise with his headset on and he's got, you know, six dimensions he's looking in. And that's kind of what I see in terms of where someone's at, the roadblocks, some of the things that are in the way, and then what, like the trajectory that they could be on in five years and what is around them. And there are systems and processes that can really come about and actually shape that person. And maybe it's people process product. And so if those three elements are assessed and evaluated in a multidimensional way, then you can really unlock the potential in somebody. And with that, uh, looking at what they've done, where they're going, and in the area that really needs to be ignited, you know, in that moment, um, is I think one of EQ, but then it's also uh, understanding that that sphere of influence that they're at. And I and I have a niche that you know I work with. I don't you know I don't look at every other area, but we've worked with uh, you know various um, different people in terms of consulting them and uh, in ministry and in business and um, across the board. And it's been really fun. I'm learning a lot, um, but but I'd like to say that that's kind of the the basis of where we start. Good. It's so good. And so, so Allie, when you got, when he lands a client or when you guys land a client, do you guys, you know, do, do you, how do you do that? What's the process? Do you do an intake sheet and then kind of look at it and sit there and pray over it and talk to each other about it and then develop a, a, um, a game plan, if you will, yeah. to work with them. So, and, and do you, so with that, you guys worked closely together then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and so what, yeah. and I, I, so here's, here's a tough question. Maybe what's the, I know what the upside is. What's the downside in there, <laughs> if there is one of working with certain people, Yeah, working with your spouse so closely like, that. <laughs> oh, okay. oh. I think that's a good question because a lot of people are like, how do you even, right. I could not. And, and, and there are genuine challenges that come when you have so many different roles with the same person. And as you said, like we, we do our best to travel together as much as possible, even throughout my, my doctorate, sometimes I'll fly in and then I'll fly back out and I'll see patients for a day and then I'll fly, you know, so before yeah. Corona, obviously, um, but I think really starting with the acceptance of, that the, the other person has other needs than you do, other communication styles, other um, kind of tones that they may use. Like I know when I'm doing like business, my tone is completely different than when I'm doing therapy or when I'm doing this sure. and that. And I have to be careful because I can, um, things can be miscommunicated, right? And and so really having openness and and clear powerful and, and brave conversations saying, Hey, I took that this way. Or is that how you meant that? Cause I, I you know, I, I felt that was a little bit like this. And even in that language we use in the conversation that we have to make sure that we're on the same page and that we're really advocating for the other person's needs as much mm. as possible. That also Good. comes because I'm much more extroverted than Jeremy. 
I get that. And so <laughs> you can pick up that vibe. Just I, by I, I've been around you guys me. enough to know that vibe. Yes. <laughs> um, and so especially like during Corona, my needs are very different in terms of like how I organize and structure my day. Um, I really like, even if I'm not meeting up with anyone to be outside to like, I need that. And I crave that. Now, if Jeremy just got frustrated and said, well, why are you leaving right now? We need to work on this. Or why do you need to get out of the house and, and be, didn't have that EQ to say, how are you different than me? And how can I support that Mm -hmm. to make you the best version of yourself, to make you the best, um, have the best potential to engage in this partnership well? Well, then of course he would be frustrated with me. He would be annoyed. He's like, I'm trying to complete this task and you're going off leaving. But when he understands like there are different needs that I have during the day, then he's able to support that. And then I come back and I'm a much easier person to work with, right? (laughs) A much better person, better version of myself because that need is met. So I think this is a huge piece is just the communication, making sure we're constantly on the same page. If we're not, we just say, okay, let's stop right here. Before this descends into passive aggressive frustration, anger, kind of building tension or, or that's so, discord. I, that's so good, Allie. I want to interrupt you real because I think yeah. this is gold right here for the listeners. Okay. Yeah. Because what you're saying is so it, it's that that demarcation point is crossing mm-hmm. the red line. How do you stay without crossing the red line? And how, you know, I mean, you know, in football we throw a flag, right? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. uh, or you know, or somebody calls timeout, whatever. So how do you, what's the communique that you guys use to say, okay, this is not working. All right. right. Because at some point emotions take over. Sure. Yeah. Egos Absolutely. take over, right? Yeah. Egos, pride. And I'm just speaking of myself. <laughs> so, and, in, so. and in psychology, yeah, yeah, that's the fight or flight that's triggered, right? Right. It's where our body's fueled and rushed with cortisol and it actually shuts mm-hmm. down our prefrontal cortex, which is how we think logically and soundly and communicate well. That's where all our communication I skills are. I knew there are. was a reason yeah. why I lost my mind. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's quite genuinely, that's neurobiologically, that's what happens. Yes. And so you're exactly right trying to keep ourselves in that space where we don't get to the fight or flight, where we don't get to that kind of primal sense of I'm in danger and I need uh, a drastic change, but to be aware and, and very, um, I think just by paying attention, right? Once we p- start paying more attention to ourselves, pay attention to our bodies, because often our body will give us a clue of when it's we're good. starting to get frustrated. Like we'll feel yeah. it in our hands, we'll feel it in our chest, mm-hmm. we'll feel it in our shoulders. And we can start to say, okay, at this point, the most important thing is maintaining connection. And as you say, like keeping it from going to that extreme point, kind of like putting up the bumpers when you're, you're bowling and you're like, oh, this isn't looking good. Like this is right. going to go totally the wrong mm. direction. You, you put up those bumpers and a lot of times just taking a minute, breathing, mm. like deep breathing, people I think really underestimate because neurobiologically deep breathing says I'm not in a state of panic or stress because when we're stressed, we do breathe very shallow Mm -hmm. and we breathe very fast. And just like our mind gives our body signals, our body also gives our mind signals. So just by, you know, breathing from your stomach, taking long, slow breaths, neurobiologically, it's a hack (laughs) to calm your brain down, tell your brain we're not stressed because if we were, we'd be breathing really shallow Mm -hmm. and really fast. Mm -hmm. So that's just one of the things, but then leading with in the relationship, leading with the, the feeling that you're having instead of the frustration that the other person you feel like is bringing. So just me starting by saying, I feel misunderstood. I feel unheard. I feel 
um, you know, whatever the case may be, mm -hmm. helps him to come along as a teammate and, and me approach him as like a teammate to solve this problem together, whatever Good. it is, whatever frustration, mm -hmm. it keeps the door open to say, we're as a team. Whereas if I say, well, you said this yeah. and when you, and then automatically when you start saying you, 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 the walls go right up for the other person and you're on opposing mm -hmm. teams and their fight or flight is triggered. And then you got like a compounding problem and it spirals as many of us know so easily from there. Yeah. Because, because um, what you're saying, when you're starting to do the, you know, pointing at you at them, you're, you're making them wrong. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's right. right. So, so exactly. Jeremy, what, what is your, I mean, you know, you get these things coming on. I mean, you're a man, right? And you, <laughs> yeah. you, 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 you look like one. And so, yeah. uh, and so you have these things come up because us men, you know, sometimes we're a little bit prideful. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, God's blessed us or cursed us with a little bit of an ego. <laughs> so how do you deal in those moments? So it doesn't escalate. I love that question. And the backbone of understanding for us is we both worked on ourselves a whole lot yeah. before we got together. And so we tried to give each other the best, most perfected form of, of, of ourselves. And in our pursuit of, um, of let's say, the, the most harmony, the most thriving, beautiful relationship, uh, we've, we've identified and constructed um, the, the fabric of a relationship in seven different areas. And that's really wow. the basis of our online platform. Yeah. There's 39 categories to self-development. There are, you know, the 60 different motivations. There's the giving exchange, which just has all the communications and everything you give another person. And then there's the receiving exchange, everything you're receiving. Which is often different. Often yes. very different than what, what the, the person's giving. As we've experienced and yeah, I've man. seen, especially in, in counseling, so many people experience. I'm like, you guys are actually on the same page. You just didn't know it. And so now you're frustrated <laughs> <Yeah>. because. <laughs> and then you have the history. There's the external forces, sometimes like in-laws, you know, that press in and you you can't control what they're really? doing and, uh, <laughs> finances, finances as well. But the, the backbone there is uh, we, we have dived like full on into understanding the fabric of a relationship. And so uh, my process with, with your question would be, I take the things I'm thinking and I'm feeling, and I like to detach myself from those things mm. as the third party. So if I have a feeling, I'm going to pull it out of my mind, out of my body, and I'm going to hold it out in front and I'm wow. going to look at it. That's cool. And I'm going to, I'm going to ask myself, where did it come from? It's good. How is it serving me right now? And um, do I want to magnify it or do I want to, do I want to replace it? And if, uh, we can do that with our thoughts, just as the scripture tells us to take every thought captive. That's right. Uh, if we can do that with our emotions as well, uh, even the things that we are labeled as, you know, as people, maybe I'm being angry or maybe I'm being prideful or maybe I'm being, you know, whatever, I can hold that out and actually look at how it's serving me. Then I can stop in that moment and say, this emotion, this thought is not me. It's not my identity. It's mm -hmm. something I experienced. And I, an example I used in one of our other videos just the other day, you, when you watch a Denzel Washington movie, <laughs> you're going to experience 150 emotions. Yes. Yes. And are those emotions you? Did that change your identity? No. Or were you just experiencing That's that right. in that moment? And analogy. so to do that in life is, is tremendous. It's so good. And so we've looked at comprehensively the 66 primary emotions and we're going to walk people through wow. uh, each emotion so that they can identify uh, where it's coming from because they all have roots 
And Mm -hmm. in realizing that emotions are something we create. And so you can stop it. You can, you can replace it with another emotion. And of course, like Ali mentioned, the deep breathing, there's wonderful tools to actually stop that thing in its tracks and then, and then pivot, you know, I'm going to turn my car left instead of going right into Mm -hmm. the building, you know? (laughs) So um, that, yeah. And in a nutshell, that's kind of something that I think is really helpful just to pause you know, be still and know, take that moment, pull out that thought and feeling and then analyze it. Where did it come from? Okay. So I, that again, I love finding golden nuggets in these interviews because that's a golden nugget. And I've never thought about that. You know, I've, I've done the breathing Allie. I've mm-hmm. done that, you know, Good. <laughs> sometimes I'm sure with more, uh, I know, and for others. all of us, right. Exactly. Yes. And I've done the thing count to 10. Okay, uh-huh. and, you know, kind yeah. of pause, but I've never mm-hmm. brought my emotions out like in a three-dimensional hologram mm. in front of me and take a look mm-hmm. at that. And I think that's genius. I love that, Jeremy. Mm. I think that's really good because that way you detached from that because mm-hmm. God blesses us with the imagination gift, right. yeah? Because we can yeah. be in two places at once, right? We can be thinking about, mm-hmm. you know, our front door and also be, you know, talking here on the podcast. I mean, mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's a miracle, right? So good. You know, mm-hmm. my yeah. dog can't do that. <laughs> Right. right. <laughs> so, so, you know, when we have that, then we can, you can disassociate yourself and, and just bring that out there, like, you know, uh, and look at that and say, okay, how is this serving me? I just, I, I love that. That's, yeah. that's such a practical thing to do, you know? Mm-hmm. And then yeah. the other thing that you touched on, I think, which was really good is where are you bringing this and where is this coming in from? What is it? Is it from in-laws? Is it, you know, for outlaws? Is it money? Is it generational? You know, a Denzel uh, Washington movie, you know, <laughs> a Denzel Washington movie, right. Uh, you know, so this stuff can come back from generations, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can have this stuff come from, you know, three generations ago that you're still bringing this stuff in and haven't yet dealt with it. Right. That's and right. So that's really good. All right. Now I want to skip around. I, I love this because I could talk about marriage and, and this and what you guys are doing and, and uh, where, where, and why we're on this, because I know there's people listening to this thinking this is gold. How do they find, tell, tell everybody how they find you on this, yeah, we've on got this a, assessment. We've got a handful of different outlets, but radiantthoughts.com is our website. Um, and we've got our individual social accounts. We have a, a YouTube uh, show that we, we picked up. It's a fun, it's a fun take <laughs> where we go through. Uh, our our relational problems, uh, supposed relational problems with the therapist, and uh, and it's it's a comedy. And then we do relational <laughs> tips and stuff on YouTube, along with our uh, podcasts, uh, Radiant Thoughts, Ways of Prosperity. Okay, good. So we're so if they want to find how they walk through these sixty cycles of deals, where that would be yeah. on your radiantthoughts.com. Okay, mm-hmm. awesome. All right, now let me skip to this investment deal, bro, okay? <laughs> because you know I'm a money guy. Right. And I'm a business guy and I get a lot of people that talk, you know, especially during COVID, you know, what do I buy now? You know, I mean, you know, what do I, what do I invest in? And, and, you know, I've made some good investments and I've made some bad ones uh, as most of us have, maybe you haven't, Uh, but uh, so I think that's across the board. I (laughs) think that's a human thing, right? (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Allie. Thank you. Uh, So Jeremy, I mean, where did you get this bug to invest or do you, have you always had a business or, you know, the Midas touch or the Joseph spirit on this? Yeah, I love that question. Um, the The backdrop for me was when I was in my uh, high school guidance counselor's um, <laughs> office, and I got a piece of paper slid across the desk, and it had twenty things on there. It said, "You know, pick one. This is what your your career options are." And I said, "Forget that. <laughs> you know, there's only twenty options on there. I'm gonna go. I'm first thing I did was I went on a missions trip to Brazil, wow. and." Um, which and wasn't so, on the list. And so I saw, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I ran into, uh, of course not. No, uh, 
ran into uh, Pastor Bill Johnson down there, and uh, and then I said, "That's what I want to do the rest of my life." And wow. I really opened me up to um, a different path, a different process. And I've I've served people that had um, a dual role, you know, the the biblical dual roles, uh, where they're running businesses, running multiple businesses, mm -hmm. and also running uh, ministries and helping and serving people and nonprofit organizations. So um, early on, I found myself uh, working around people that uh, were running five different businesses, employing a thousand people wow. and running a ministry and writing books and creating. And I said, this is it. And mm -hmm. uh, I found myself on a, on a trip to Amsterdam and there was a church there uh, I can't remember the name of it right now, but they were like a like a full-on kingdom church. So in the midst of the church, they actually created resource enough to supply what their needs were. And Love it. they weren't just waiting for the offering. They weren't just Come waiting on. for the tithe, which in, in our book that it's coming out on August 18th, it's called The Ways of Prosperity. We talk about the different ways and avenues that people can prosper. And uh, the financial backbone is one huge one. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's one seventh of prosperity. And so looking at that as a holistic kind of piece, I've pursued uh, a multidimensional, multiple streams uh, approach for the last decade or so, wow. really trying to one, unpack it for myself, but then to give it to other people because Come we on. have it, we have, we have a church and a society right now that's so singular focused mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and yeah. they've been doing the same thing for the last couple hundred years. And they're wondering why it's not working. <laughs> and they're, you know, they're, they're, they're really just like, Hey, okay, let's go through the motions. And here's our two ways that the church is going to prosper or people are going to prosper. And so for us, we surrounded ourselves with other people that have, have done different various investments, um, in, an entrepreneur in, in different areas and having multiple streams of income. So uh, we have, I don't know, a dozen streams of income and, uh, and some are, are the beginning phases like, uh, you know, the investment uh, company and some are uh, more, more developed and some are more primary. And I believe it's, it, it's not only a generational thing to do, mm -hmm. um, but yeah. it's the smart thing to do. And I mean, we're, we're in the midst of, of, of a shakeup right now yeah. in our, in our uh, bit. society. <laughs> and this is the thing that people were craving to have in place already. And if mm -hmm. they didn't, then, you know, individually or as a ministry they they could be completely wiped out. That's right. If their one singular focus was <clears throat> replaced. And so I, uh, I've had that as an idea and looking at people and, and, and my own process and wanting to see how many different transaction points in a healthy way uh, I can mm. create. What, what resources can you create? If you make a book, you can turn it into seven different kinds of books now, mm. audiobook, eBooks, and different platforms. And you can you know, convert it into an app. And it's, it's just amazing. You can really start to think multidimensionally. And so for, for this particular investment um, company, the heart there is, it's, it's very new, uh, but the heart there is to uh, create uh, resources within owning uh, real estate uh, companies, commercial mm -hmm. real estate, some that are actually, you know, businesses that are kicking off profits. And then within that, um, they not only have a give back that, that supports um, and builds up nonprofits like churches and wow. uh, nonprofit organizations, you know, kind of like Tom's Shoes, but they're actually a lifeline and a sustainable lifeline that can be built around wow. where, you know, we're, we're thinking uh, not only 
hey, let's get a thousand people into church on Sunday and take an offering. Uh, and then we hope the Joneses show up because if they're on <laughs> vacation, we won't make our numbers, you know? I get it. Um, but, yeah. but really uh, looking at it as a lifeline for, uh, for organizations to build on and, and understanding that there's an there's a engine behind people and there's an engine behind organizations. And if we can, if we can partner those together, we can really start to build fruitful things. So- so good. So, so I, what I hear you saying is, is kind of like a REIT in the Christian world mm-hmm. and <laughs> right. And, and yeah. so for our audience that doesn't know that it's basically real estate investing in multiple tenant units, right. In a mm-hmm. business form. And it's mostly commercial buildings that you guys invest in. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cause I know in da- I see on TV right now, there's this one deal that's a commercial that's talking, you know, they have $850 million in assets. They're kicking off about 18% ROI per year. Uh, that type of thing, which I think is awesome. And I think, yeah. mm-hmm. and, and you know, I, I have, you know, I do a lot of consulting as well. And I talk to people and, and, you know, right now I feel this is a time to really make your mark if you haven't made one yet. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, even in our, in our book, this is incredible. I love what you're pointing out because I think this is so essential. If the listeners get this, like God has provided a way of prosperity for us and it's called loss. And what it means is that there are times, even scripturally, biblically, where one individual lost something, Mm -hmm. had a challenge, and that was part of their walk with God or part of their separation, whatever it was, Right. God's plan, God led them in a certain way, but then he called others to benefit from that loss. So that loss wasn't lost forever, but it was actually brought back into the kingdom and it was multiplied. And I think God has extended that to all of us in this time, especially during COVID, right? Where if we're as wise as serpents right now, if we're, Mm -hmm. if we're, um, aware of the times that we're in and what God has called us to. And if we're open to receiving mm-hmm. the, the financial prosperity, right? Because our pros- the, in our book, we talk about all different kinds of prosperity, relational, emotional, spiritual, they're all important. Financial is important too. I think the church has either uh, for a long time either said it's only about financial prosperity or it's not at all. And we're afraid of financial prosperity because we're afraid of other people looking at us a certain way or, or a feeling that we're having if we're doing well financially that we can't tolerate and we feel like brings us further away from God. But I believe mm-hmm. God's plan is holistic prosperity. Come on. And right now there is that invitation to grow spiritually, emotionally, relationally, and financially all at the same time. You're raising the watermark Preach together. Sister, sister. <laughs> all, yes. all together. Yes. And, and he wants us to see the opportunities he's put before us, even in the losses that others have experienced during this time in the drop of real estate and the right. um, challenges that That's are right. happening in the way that we adapt um, and create new industries and new ideas based on a vacancy that's now there. That's right. And it's so like, it's like Warren Buffett, you know, in the, the last recession, I, I believe he invested heavily into uh, certain kinds of banks and he ended up owning a certain portion of like Wells yeah. Fargo and other, you know, really, really big companies that were taking a hit. Right. And, you know, much better off now, you know, <laughs> if you're able to store up the seed and not eat it all the time and actually have Good. a diverse approach and really uh, look at, you know, holistically where you're where you're, where you're sowing your seed and what, what your, you know, returns would be. Mm-hmm. It's so good. And what, what you both are saying is so, I love it. It's just music to my ears. And I hope our listeners are catching this because, you know, I, I base our ministry off John 10, 10, right? The enemy mm-hmm. came yes, to kill, steal, it. and destroy. And Jesus came to give us life abundant and life is everything. 
right? It's our yes. physical, it's yeah. our mental, it's our spiritual, it's our relational, it's our financial. And mm-hmm. so, you know, in, in what, and what I hear you saying is the Christians should be the wealthiest people walking the face of the earth, but they walk Absolutely. around in this poverty mm-hmm. mindset that, oh my gosh, if I made $20 million this year, how are people going to appear? How am I going to be seen? You That's know, right. we have the fear, even man. then they, they have the fear of man upon them, that's right. right? Even if they're walking in it. And that's because in the Christian community, in some Christian communities, let me air quotes, in some Christian communities, we eat our own. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. That, oh, that's yeah. deep. <laughs> yes. It's true. It that's the so truth true. right there. And so, yeah. you know, what I coach people on a lot of times, I say, listen, you know, get your mastermind group. And of course they need, they must be Christian, but make sure that they're very, they're, you, they are, the very few people should be in that mastermind group. You know, uh, mm-hmm. in fact, you know, if you have, you know, if, if you're blessed to have more than three to four people that you can give, you know, a, a, can be your true confidant, then you're a blessed person. You know, yeah. and so yeah. what you're saying, though, Ali, is so cool because, uh, you know, rising tide raises all boats. And that's yes. what that's what this lost economy will do, because for and it also creates a bigger pie. Right. That feeds mm-hmm. more yes. of us, you know, and right. so you guys have this really cool. So. All right. So what's the name of this investment company or is it a is it a you know double secret, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a triple secret. triple secret the ducks are flying low we'd have to call a few people to <laughs> i just want to know releasing that. <laughs> i just want to know how we can get in <laughs> that's awesome i love that and i you know i'm happy to come on again in another appropriate okay. hour you know with you and, and that's and awesome share that invitation because that that'd would be, be great that'd be great well i just i love that you're doing this holistic view because yeah. i think you know I, I do agree i think sometimes the church gets narrow-minded and they're just on one thing only you know uh and so i think when you bring in the holistic view of all of this your marriage your physical your your spiritual and your financial and how you can better in god because i often you know i'm like you i maybe like you i i get tired of getting these things in the mail for you know a mission trip you know right. <laughs> you know it's like yeah. come on man you, you know mm-hmm. you can go out there and make your own and do that and fund your own mission trip it's a lot more it would be a lot more exciting and more meaningful to fund your own, you know? Yeah. Work is, you know, work is a way of prosperity, obviously. And, and some, you know, haven't adopted it, but they've taken the, the mantle and the mandate and the purpose that God's given them and they buried it in their backyard uh, for the mm-hmm. sake of a, maybe a, a heartfelt mission. They feel like, mm-hmm. you know, intercession or, or a call to worship fully. And, you know, and we, and we would want to see people, not only look at their life and and say, here are the three things, here are the three ways that uh, they can really start to thrive, but looking at it, the biblical blueprint, 153 mm-hmm. ways, if I could share the story real fast. Please. Um, I had a dream and it was the second um, example of, of uh, Jesus uh, with, the, with the fishermen. They were in the boat fishing all night, toiling, and they didn't catch anything. They didn't know it was Jesus on the shore. And he, he spoke to them and said, cast your net on the other side, on the right side. And they pulled in 153 fish. It almost overtook their vessel. And I woke up out of the dream and I heard the inner audible voice say, uh, of the Lord say, uh, there are 153 ways of prosperity. Do you want to know what they are? And immediately wow. I said, yes. And within an hour, <laughs> 
Would I, you have said no? I mean, uh, I just always like to ask me. I'm like, yeah, yeah there's no, you're not going to like Is think about that question? for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I'd be I a punk here, Lord. So, <laughs> right, exactly. And so the evidence of that was within an hour, I wrote down the way and the scriptural reference. Wow. And um, and basically, there it shapes up. So there's seven primary areas to our life. And uh, finances is one of those. Mm -hmm. And then there's relationships. There's our social sphere, our professional walk. There's our spiritual dynamics and um, our, our emotional, our mindsets. And so we start to build out these areas with the ways of prosperity that are universal. Like you yeah. can take away a prosperity, like slow to anger. And we could tell you how that's financially beneficial to you. Mm, and good. just as it is relationally beneficial yes. or for your society or for your profession and just like work and there's tithing and there's begging. But what we've done as a church you know, so far is we've, is we've, we've taken the scripture and we've uh, had some cherry picking happening. Uh, and then there isn't a system, there isn't a structure, there's no, there's no blueprint. And we learn three or four ways to prosper in life. Mm -hmm. And then if we pick up a business book, because we're so lucky, maybe we learn two or three more, right? right. You know, save, invest, you know, so your C's. Um, and then but looking biblically, though, mm -hmm. God's given us 153 of these ways. Wow. And you can live a fully thriving life if you start to adopt these. And we already do them in some way, but we're not cognitively aware that God is inviting us into that way. Mm -hmm. Like, like uh, creative ingenuity. You know, uh, he, he wants us to prosper in a creative ingenuity in all that we do in our relationships as well. Mm -hmm. And and so we start to look at these ways of prosperity and then everything really starts to change because now our options to prosper are, you know, limitless and it affects every area of our life. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to just marginalize my approach to, uh, I'm only pursuing uh, life about, you know, finances, right. but once I open myself up to prospering in my relationships, my finances start to grow. Mm -hmm. Amen. I love this 153. It's the first time I've heard that. Yeah. 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 It's um, what we based the book on with Harper Collins, but um, we actually just pared it down to one third. So hopefully yeah. we'll have the trilogy they eventually. They didn't want a 600 page manuscript. They were like, this is uh, too dense, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we published with, with Thomas Nelson Harper Collins, uh, yeah, so the largest Christian publisher, you know, companies in the world. And and they, you know, we did it in thirds. So this is the first third. <laughs> I love it. All right. So I, that segue right into my next question. I ran into you guys out in Vegas. But walking yeah. the, I was walking into the that lobby. Awesome. And I walked into the lobby and all of a sudden, hey, McIntyre. And I look over there and there's you two. Like, this is so <laughs> random, God. Why are you putting the, you know, and uh, yeah. and I think at the time you were just finishing up or you just got the, yeah. you just got the HarperCollins uh, go ahead on your book, right? Yeah. And that's yeah. a big deal. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, not everybody, you know, a lot of self-published me included, you know, mm -hmm. which, you know, everybody's done that at a certain point, but you guys yeah. get, you, you guys get a real deal here. You know, Harper Collins, yeah. this is like, this is bigly. Yeah. <laughs> and so I feel right. so blessed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you guys are geniuses. You guys are brilliant. You guys are, you know, you're oh, favored. You. God's blessed you with all this. So tell us about this book that you've got coming out. I think it's, it's going to be released in August. Yes. Mm -hmm, the yeah. 18th. August 18th. Awesome. Mm -hmm. So we, we're foodies. And so we, we, we pursue, <laughs> you know, the excellence of food. And so we, especially in Vegas, there's no lots doubt. of the best. Oh, you know, yeah. got Thomas Keller's some of his Jose places. Andres. Oh, my gosh. Oh. So we love it. Jose's you know? got like four places in Vegas. We yeah. can just hop to all of his it's restaurants and be heaven. happy. <laughs> yeah. And I get and, it. Uh, 
And we were finishing up our manuscript, actually yeah. working on it there, you know, go and get a nice latte, you know, overpriced latte and, <laughs> and sit down and, you know, and, and plug away. Yeah. And uh, this book, we were just fleshing it out. It's a really practical book. It not only has a spiritual process, but mm-hmm. it's extraordinarily pra- practical as we've talked about just briefly with you already. And it's really written for people to go through the seven different areas. Uh, it comes out on August 18th, as Ellie said, in all different formats, uh, you know, ebook, audiobook, and it's a, you know, full on launch for people to get the invitation to really start to transform uh, the different areas of their life. And uh, we love how uh, down to earth it, it actually is. Mm-hmm. There are some supernatural components in here, like hidden mana. You know, how do you get hidden mana in your life? Uh, uh-huh. You know, the mana that's talked about in the Old Testament, yes, yes. where it showed up. Well, there's there's a the hidden mana that's available for us today. It's the Come daily on. provision from heaven, Come and on. and how do we tie that into that and pursuing that? You know, yeah. the invitation to I love it. And then hidden there's mana. some really really practical you know, emotional compass um, type of ways of prosperity, like regulating your emotions and your mindset and your thoughts. And so it's, it's holistic. And that's what we love so much. Yeah. And really our encouragement to the church in this, this season is we love the spiritual pursuit and we love the spiritual walk and we love all elements of what God is doing in the world and how we relate spiritually and how we grow spiritually. But as you mentioned before, Michael, that's, that's just the piece that I feel like the church is missing is, Hey, if you grow in your relationships, if you grow in your emotional awareness and understanding and your EQ, if you grow in thinking better thoughts. So we have a whole section on mindsets and how to prosper in your mindsets, which mindsets lead to prosperity. Yes, Lord. And if we don't have those mindsets, those emotions, those relationships, our spiritual walk will be stunted. Hmm. We will not fulfill our calling. We will not fulfill our destiny. And I feel like for so long, the church has kind of said, especially in the more, you know, maybe charismatic, it's like, just try harder, pray longer, fast more, (laughs) go on more missions trips, do all these things. And then you can earn something, you know, there's this, there's this, um, almost a works mentality genuine heart a lot of times behind it. And this genuine love of God. Yeah. Yeah. But then, how can we take that genuine heart and that love and that, and that passion and multiply your effort to make you more successful? Because I guarantee you when you're on the mission field and your emotions are going crazy and you're having a, a you know, dark night of the soul, you know, it's going yeah. to impact how you walk out your spiritual life and how you um, show who God is to others because God created us mm-hmm. the way he created us for a reason. Amen. He gave us a body. He gave us a mind. He gave us emotions. They're all gifts. And if we refuse to pay attention to them, we refuse the gifts that he has for us in those. That and so we want to be open to everything that God has for us. And this book really has that heart to not just say, here's where it is in the scripture. Look it up. There's where God talks about it. Here's, here's maybe a story or something um, relatable about how this can be walked out. And then here's a practical step. We don't want to just say, here's a good idea, but let's, mm-hmm. let's take these, this theory and we'll put it into mm-hmm. practice with a small step you can take to start to have this holistic renovation, if you will, yeah. of all areas of life. And oh, we cool. picked up some of the ways of prosperity and we, and we tell uh, the, the journey of that particular way in that category. So uh, we'll, we'll do investing, you know, as one way of prosperity. And we, we 
really framework it around relationships. And so how do you invest in your relationships? And this is how, uh, this is how investing should be used in relationships and then in your community or professionally. And of course we do it financially. That's, you know, the more practical understanding there, but, uh, how do you, um, how do you deploy, um, the use of slow to anger in a community and how does that bring about prosperity? And so, uh, it's really fun. Uh, Mm -hmm. we, we, I felt closer to God as we were writing this book as uh, it was an invitation from him, I, you know, I believe. And so building it out for other people to experience has been really wonderful. And hearing the feedback, uh, half the people that wrote, uh, endorsements or doctors, you know, uh, and so it's really wow. wonderful to help shape their thoughts and their perspective about what holistic prosperity is mm-hmm. and redefining prosperity for our generation. You know, we, I think we were brought into some wonderful invitations uh, through the church in the last couple decades, and uh, they were somewhat one-sided in terms of what prosperity is. And so looking at it holistically from God's perspective uh, is, I think, really wonderful for the church to adopt individually. And it will it will begin to allow you to flourish in a new way because we're, we're not being singularly focused. Mm-hmm. It's good. All right. So I could go on for hours with you two. You're <laughs> yeah. amazing. Well, so you. my, my question is, first of all, real quick, Allie, I mean, you got a gift of preaching, you know, <laughs> you know that. Thank yes. You. Yes. I, I feel like it's been uh, a more implemented through teaching over the years, but I do. Um, well, I, do I think you should supporting be supporting people. Yes. You should be many in ways. Front of, you, you need to be in front of thousands. You really oh, do. And I, I think the way you bring this out, because you're, you're obviously, intelligent, really intelligent. You've got the degrees, you got more degrees than a thermometer, but you're, you're, <laughs> and, but you're so practical. You implement that out and the way you communicate that is beautiful. So, you know, Thank you, so uh, you should Appreciate be it. in front of thousands. Uh, yeah, no doubt. All right. So I want to ask you, Jeremy, because I know you've written all these manuscripts and all this stuff. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. and so ghostwriting and all this, mm-hmm. do you enjoy writing the ghostwriting stuff for other people? Do you enjoy getting their voice and putting it out? I do. I, I love it. And Ali helps uh, a good bit. Uh, we, we've, we've worked on books together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we're on our number this 17. We're working yeah. on 17 books right now. Wow. And awesome. uh, I got an invitation from the Lord. I was in Brazil from a, a gentleman who prayed for me who received prayer from another uh, itinerary speaker that would write 50 books before I'm 50. <laughs> and I felt it was a mandate for me and an invitation. Right. Most people would feel no. pressure and like, what, God, I don't understand. Jeremy's like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> before I'm 50. And that's like, that feels good. You I know, how you're like, that feels right. Uh, well, to tell you real fast, I uh, was in a was in a car driving to Glendale, um, going to going to a meeting, and I was talking to God about a relationship that um, I was experiencing, some of the the things that I didn't really understand in the relationship, and I was asking God what His thoughts were and what, what He was feeling and thinking, and and He um, basically said to me, um, "Do you want to know what my experience was with this person?" And uh, because I want to make sure that you uh, can see me as the most relatable person in your life. And in that moment, I, I realized that me understanding that him, him being the most relatable person in my life answered every question, every hesitation, every concern that I may have. Mm -hmm. Therefore, in that moment, I felt like I I had a capacity that increased tenfold Mm -hmm. instantly. 
I, I went from driving, you know, getting in my car and I had a normal capacity to at the end, now I've got a 10 times greater capacity. And the idea of running five businesses and employing a thousand people and, you know, having different companies and, and writing different books at the same time and, you know, and being involved heavily in multiple companies at the same time right now, it's like, it, it's, it feels right. It feels doable, you know? And, and so uh, we, we do ghostwriting uh, for people. Um, it's mainly Christian, uh, you know, based resources and uh, helping people, uh, you know, create and fashion their voice. And I've really enjoyed the, the process. I've worked with a handful of different people uh, that, that have, you know, various degrees of influence at this point. But I see resources like books as uh, a really fancy business card. It's an mm -hmm. invitation it's to get to know somebody. And, um, you know, and then I know you mentioned publishing in different ways. You know, the, the avenue of publishing is changing so much now. Mm -hmm. um, but you, you're really limited in, in, uh, in a, a speaking capacity and a sharing capacity if you don't have resources. Mm -hmm. And so um, unlocking people's story, unlocking people's revelation in a really practical, wonderful way and really fashion it out. And I think it's easier because the way that we think, um, you know, systematically, we can look at a, a transcript of, you know, 150 pages of audio files and, and pick it out and then wireframe the, uh, the, the chapter titles and, and everything that goes inside. We just did one yesterday. Yeah. And uh, it's really, really fun to do. And it's, and it just comes naturally. And I think that's, that's why I, I love to do it so much. And we obviously have our own books as well. I, I love that. I love that you think it's fun because I don't. <laughs> <laughs> we just feel like we learn so much from different people no, and no. their perspective. And, yeah. and it's, it's Jeremy's strategic like gifting of what he was yes. sharing in the beginning even, I think, yes. of saying, what's the blueprint that God's put forth? No. Let me take what is maybe not very clear or straightforward or structured and and create that structure around mm -hmm. it while That's, honoring yeah. what's in it which yeah. is and just so, so, so I, fun i think it's amazing you do that and you have that gifting i think it's such a blessing because for people like me who are you know add cubed okay <laughs> uh, <laughs> i mean i mean there's just you know i can write stuff and i and i've written stuff and i've had other people come in and help you know because they have to edit it and clean it up because mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah my grammar is not there i know you're shocked but uh <laughs> you have you guys having that gifting to sit there and pull all that stuff out and put wireframes and framework around that that's amazing and that you love doing that that's you're just walking in your river you're you're rowing you're floating in the river in the alignment mm -hmm. and you know we all you know as christians we want we are given gifts god gives us superpowers super gifts yeah. i call them and then mm -hmm. you know they get anointed but then you guys are not only anointed in it but you have the authority to walk in it as banning says and mm -hmm. I, I just think it's really cool that you guys do that because yeah, uh, it's so it's so needed to have christian talented authors that think outside the box instead of the four walls that the church right. confines us into and get mm -hmm. into that holistic view because you both are obviously you know what you're doing and you you bring so many different resources and so i just it's just you guys are incredible you guys are a superpower next level superpower couple <laughs> of the year that's right oh, thank <laughs> you. Uh, so i want i want i know I, I know you guys travel a lot i know right now nobody's going anywhere but i know we would run into each other in amarillo and in dallas yep. and all over the place uh now i have not met this uh pepper this uh be shampoo so yeah. <laughs> what is up with pepper man i hear pepper's got it 
its own Instagram account and just uh, <laughs> got like 300,000 followers. So what's going on? She's, with, she's the real one. We should have been talking about this whole time. Yeah, what a personality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, not who, famous yet, but she's fun. She's so working who brought, on it. Who brought the dog into marriage or was it? A, I did. You I did. did. It was, yeah, of course. I got to use oh. everything I can, you know. To, he, no, to get catch, this. Catch Allie. He brought Pepper on our, like for our first date, right? He was trying to say, let's go to the theater and dinner. And I was like, whoa, buddy. I'm a really independent woman and, and I'm getting my doctorate and I'm also working full time. Um, you got to scale it back a little bit. Let's just be like chill, you know? And so um, I was like, how about we just go for a hike? And I gave him an hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> and I was like, I'll give you an hour and 15 minutes and maybe I'll pencil you in for after that. I was such a, I was very independent I get and that. I knew my calling. Right. And so I was like, I want to pursue my calling. <laughs> well, I didn't know this was the multiplication factor coming right. for my calling, right? Mm -hmm. So, but but he walks out of the car and he has Pepper, this oh. like cute little fluffy tiny Bichon poo, and oh. I was like, "Oh, you jerk! You just made it really hard <laughs> to like not, you know, get emotionally involved over here." Um, Jeremy, you're her closer, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Pulling Dark out all the stops. She had coconut water. We were good. We were, we were golden. ABC, always be closing. Yeah. Bring in Pepper. Oh, that's right. <laughs> she's the closer. She's the real closer, you know? Yeah, I know she's a, got a personality. She's fun. And uh, Bashan Poodles, they're, I mean, they're super smart. She stands up on her hind legs and she's, you know, waving her, waving her paws around. Aww. She's a really good communicator. It's fun. Yeah. It's fun to have her around. That's awesome. That's good. All right. So uh, you guys have been amazing. And I thank you for taking the time out for this interview because I've Absolutely. been pursuing you guys and to have you guys on here, the celebrity, famous, intellectual, <laughs> beautiful, Holy Spirit filled genius couple is just oh, a next level uh, feather in my cap. And so I thank you for that. And please tell our listeners again where they can find your information and the name of the book coming out here in August. Yeah, thank you so much for for having us on. We we so appreciate it. It's yeah, been, we it's really been wonderful. We really just appreciate your heart, man. We just appreciate all that you're doing for the church and for other people and the the messages that you bring to the church. I think are so powerful and and timely as well. And so we're we're happy to. We've been listening to your podcast as well and and growing and learning mm -hmm. from the other individuals. Uh, and thank so you, thank Allie. you for everything that you're doing. Yeah. We really appreciate thank, it. Thanks. And our website where you can find everything we talked about is radianttthoughts.com or you can type in our names jeremy or ali boutros.com and it takes you there and the book uh, that we referred to is uh, the ways of prosperity it comes out august 18th i love the title the ways to prosperity come on yes. jesus man let's make it rain baby make it rain yeah, that's right <laughs> that's awesome well thank you guys so much and i will hopefully soon soon see you on the trail <laughs> that's right that's right <laughs> this big great worldwide world of ours thank you again Alec. Thank, thank you jeremy god bless you guys thank Absolutely. you so much Hey, friends, please remember to rate, review, subscribe, and share our podcast on Apple, Spotify, and all other platforms where great podcasts are found. Thank you. Thank you for checking out the Next Level Podcast. For more information or additional resources, please visit themichaelmcintyre.com.